0: Inspired by, a podcast brought to you by Six. Hello, I'm Hannah Wise, and this is Inspired By. In this podcast series, I invite experts from Six and other representatives from the Financial Centre to talk about their inspirations. My guest today is Christian Barr who's responsible for the entire indices business at SIX. Welcome to you, Christian. How are you? I'm
1: doing well. Thank you, Hannah. Good to talk to you.
0: Absolutely. Now, in your role, you oversee the indexes run by SIX. So what I'm talking about are things like the SMI, the SPI, all the usual ones we know of, but also so many, many more. How many indexes are there?
1: We have more than 2,000 indices. We calculate indices for the Swiss market, for Spain, and for the Nordics.
0: And so what does your day-to-day job entail then?
1: The index business consists of running those indices, ensuring that the data quality is right. We uh, manage the products, we develop new indices, and we commercialize the indices. We are selling our index data to our clients.
0: Well, before we get into that in a little bit more detail later, Christian, who is your inspiration today and why?
1: My inspiration is Thomas Tuchel, the German football coach who is currently coaching um, Chelsea. And I really like that he he appears to be working very diligent and has a high attention to details, which resonates a lot also with, with my job and my products, the indices.
0: And he's also quite an introvert as well do you Do you see reflections of yourself there?
1: Absolutely. yes. Um, I'm also very looking at details. I'm also more introvert person, analyzing, analyzing things, analyzing data um, resonates quite well with me.
0: And it's a big year for you both. I think I can make that comparison, and um, we're going to talk about why it's such a big year for you a little bit later. but uh, Thomas Tuchel, has had quite a year because he moved to Chelsea and really turned that team around this year after uh, his time at Paris Saint-Germain.
1: That was really impressive. I mean, last year he was in the Champions League final. He lost. But this year, he, within four months, he took over a new team, brought it up to speed, and then he won the Champions League. I think that's a really big success. Very impressive.
0: Now, Thomas Tuchel, he actually retired from playing football really early at like age 25 or something. And then he moved into this coaching role. And that's where he really earned this reputation for being focused on detail. And you clearly share that attention to detail
1: with within your day to day job. Yeah, I mean, attention to detail is very important. Um, the accuracy of our indices is important. If the the SMI or the IBEX 35 for Spain, if they would be incorrect, it would have a big impact on the financial market. It would have a big impact on reputation of six and uh, and BME stock exchanges.
0: But his attention to detail includes things. And I read this and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But even him smelling the grass at a particularly excellent pitch, wouldn't you say that's a little extreme?
1: Yes, that, that's probably a little bit extreme. So I wouldn't really smell um, our this calculation system to see if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have definitely um, a lot of controls in place, monitoring systems to ensure that our indices are calculated in the correct way.
0: Okay, so you, you go to extreme lengths in your daily profession to ensure accuracy, of
1: um, course. If you're, if you're under a regulation, if you're a regulated business, I think you ha- need to have a lot of controls and check and balance and governance in place.
0: Okay, so if we could kind of take a step back a little bit here, what actually is an index?
1: The most common indices is simply a portfolio of stocks. So a number of companies that are being selected based on rules and certain weighted, and they provide an average how the overall market is behaving, how the stock market is behaving, for example.
0: Okay, and how do you decide what indexes to have? For example, what's the difference? Because everybody knows the SMI, the Swiss market index. It's the kind of the flagship index, I guess, that we have here in Switzerland. But what, say, is the difference between that and then the the SPI, which is the wider Swiss index?
1: Yeah, we create indices for different investment styles. So the SMI is focusing on the large, big blue chip companies, the top 20 And the SPI is giving a reflection of the overall stock market in Switzerland with over 200 companies. So depending what what kind of needs investors have, they may decide to use a product that links to the SMI or uses the SPI, for example.
0: And so how do you decide which companies are in which indexes?
1: We, we create rules and we simulate the outcome of those rules and then we are in close contact with the clients um, to understand if this rule that we have designed fits to their purpose. So we we are not just creating this in our ivory tower and then, and then coming out with a new index, but this is in close cooperation with the clients. So we are in close close contact with them to understand if this is really what they need, if this is what they can um, use it to create an index fund, for example.
0: So the changes that are coming up in the SMI in September, um, we're going to see Swatch Group out of the SMI, but Logitech in the SMI. Why is that?
1: Um, the SMI is based on two criteria. It's the, the market capitalization and it's the liquidity measured by the turnover. over the And both are looked at over the last 12 months. So in Swatch, their market capitalization and their turnover significantly reduced in both criteria. They are not anymore in the top 20, and Logitech is is much better, and therefore we we exchange that. This is simply based on our rules. You have to be within the the top 20 to go into the index. Otherwise, we need to do we do a replacement once a year. Mm-hmm. Our rules are generic rules. We're not deciding specifically which company they should go in. We have a general rule, and this rule is being applied to all companies and Sometimes a company will make it to the end, sometimes they exclude it. But this is never a discretionary decision on a company itself. It's just the way how we execute the rules. And these rules are very transparent. We have a rule book on our website. We make the data transparent so everyone can can see and read it, how we do it, and replicate in the end the the, the index composition.
0: Okay. I like how this is all very kind of – it's not discretionary. It's all rule-based. Do you think putting a football team together might actually benefit from a bit of that as well? Or do you, how scientific do you think their uh, strategy is when they, they put together a team?
1: I'm pretty sure there's a lot of uh, data collection happening these days, um, and also they, they measure how the, the fitness of the players. Mm. Um, um, so so it's it's basically pretty much there's pretty much also uh, some rules based. It's not only I have a gut feeling this player is doing well today. I think this is uh, a lot of data statistics that have been collected when choosing picking uh, the teams and putting them together. Um, Mm -hmm. You you can see that also in other sports in uh, in the US, the the basketball, the American football. I think they started that many years ago to collect crazy statistics, how good every player is, how many passes they have. And you see that is also coming up in in European football. Um, You see the statistics, how many completed passes the teams did. And um, I'm very sure the the, the soccer coaches, uh, the the football coaches, they will will use those statistics to evaluate the, the players.
0: I'm sure it's a lot of pressure for the players too. So you have um, so very many indices that, that you're watching. How do you decide what kind of index to introduce? Where are your biggest growth demand areas? We talk a lot about cryptocurrencies. We talk a lot about ESG currently right now. That's obviously environment, social and governance. Where do you see the big demand going forward?
1: This year is definitely all about ESG indices. Um, we have a gap so far in the Swiss market um, that the. Uh, the whole spectrum of Swiss bonds, a whole spectrum of Swiss equities were not covered by ESG indices. We filled this gap now with an index launches in February, and we're successfully rolling out additional indices. So ESG is a continuing trend. Clients are have of course they have different views on ESG. There's no s- simple definition what ESG is, but we but we can f- fulfill this demand by creating these new ESG indices and um, it's very successful. Um, we have we've seen very in a short time of period already a lot of index funds and ETFs tracking these new indices. And this is not just a one-off, it will definitely continue. There are regulatory developments in the EU, the EU action plan, for example. And um, this will also accelerate this whole shift from traditional investments to ESG. So clients really want to see and to know how, how the ESG segment is behaving and indices are a very good tools to do that.
0: And how many ESG indices are there?
1: So six provides more than 200 ESG indices. Uh, A big chunk is done for the Swiss market, Swiss bonds, Swiss equity. Then we have ESG indices as well in the Nordics. Um, Especially in Sweden, ESG is already very established for many years. And I expect we will also look into this doing the same thing for Spain, creating ESG indices for the Spanish market.
0: Okay, something else that you um, are in charge of, and it's quite surprising really, is the transition from the LIBOR to SARON. Now, LIBOR is the London Interbank offered rate, and uh, SARON is the Swiss average rate overnight. And this is changing at the end of this year. And SIX is the benchmark administrator for SARON and is basically responsible for its calculation and publication. But this isn't quite the usual setup, because although Switzerland is making this change to Saron, um, other parts of the world are also changing um, the, the overnight rate that they use from LIBOR to something more local. For example, SONIA in the UK, sterling overnight index average. You've got the SOFR, the standard overnight financing rate in the United States, the Euro short-term rate um, for for Europe, and normally that's calculated by central banks. So why are you calculating it for Switzerland? Yeah,
1: SIX has a very important role for the Swiss market and is working closely with the Swiss National Bank in many areas. For example, we have the SIX Repo Trading Platform. This is the platform where overnight uh, financing transactions happen between financial institution and as well as Swiss national bank is using also that platform to provide liquidity to the market and based on this transaction that are happening on the six repo platform we use the data to calculate the saron so um this is like a big collaboration we have since many years in place with the swiss national bank and this is the difference between um the swiss national bank the bank of england and the fed or the ecb um where they do this in-house while in, in in switzerland um six is is doing this um for the swiss market in collaboration with the swiss national bank
0: so is this quite an exciting um, opportunity for for you then it,
1: it wasn't it, <laughs> it, it was an exciting journey um it started a couple of years ago with the national working group on swiss reference rates a lot of participants from the from the public sector from from six from the swiss national bank coming together to analyze what do we need to do to, in order to move away from swiss franc libor to Saron and um, this the well the, the crescendo is now at the end of the year Swiss franc LIBOR will cease to exist and then it's only Saron um, but that was a process more than that started more than five years ago um, and it's the first time you're really changing a benchmark which is like the library was is currently in use in many contracts and then it's now mo- and then now it's been replaced by a new one this is not an easy task and um, I don't think this is going to happen again that soon
0: and, and Libor, just remind us what what is it used for?
1: Well, where, where Libor is built in. is For example, if you have a mortgage, um, this is based on a variable interest rate. Very often, it's was it is defined or was defined so far based on Libor plus plus uh, plus a margin. And and this is where you can see it a lot. Um, but Libor is pretty much in every in every banking system. It is embedded in risk management. Um, it's embedded in many other products, in many tools. Because you always need somewhere an interest rate, the interest rate on your bank account. How is it being defined? To some extent, it's also linked to, to LIBOR. So everyone needs to be aware, aligned and to make this switch happen.
0: Why change this?
1: The main reason for that is that LIBOR is, is based on um, estimations only. So they're not really transaction behind it. It was based on estimation from a, from a, a few market participants that were be asked the question, okay, what is the interest rate that you would be paying if you would rent a certain amount today? Um, and, and of course, estimations can be wrong. Estimation could be manipulated. And therefore, the, the uh, central banks globally said, we need to move away from estimation. We need to have something more robust. And we need to, and and this is something that is is, is soundproof and and we do not, and it's also working well if there's a financial crisis, if there's not enough liquidity in the market.
0: So, so it sounds to me like you're very much ready, but FINMA has already warned back in July that insufficient preparation for the introduction of Saron is a major risk for Swiss financial indi- institutions. I mean, a majority of banks are on schedule and have made progress in preparing for this replacement. but are you concerned at all about the switchover?
1: i I'm, from From a sixth perspective, we're not concerned because we, we, have, we, have provi- we, can have, we are providing everything what is needed um and the but i, I think FIMA is right to 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 stress this um because they don't want to have any any crisis uh in January next year therefore they they're constantly reminding everyone to make sure they are there they're, they're ready i'm I'm very positive that this, this will work out well
0: okay so so your um attention to detail is going to win you through i mean is this is this like your world cup moment then when it comes to Sauron? am i clutching at straws here with the analogies i well, don't at least know. It's,
1: it's 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 probably the <laughs> the the championship um for switzerland it's probably even even more than that if you if you want to like to use the analogy from, from from football definitely yes definitely for for mm-hmm. um for everyone involved into this project the LIBOR transition i think this is like um it is a big thing yes absolutely
0: and and there's a lot of pressure then to get it right to get it done first time. I mean I know it's been a gradual uh
1: introduction. And we're lucky we, we have more than ninety minutes um to complete it.
0: <laughs> Good. Okay, so let's let's talk about Thomas Tuchel a little bit more because I, I wonder why you chose him. Was it his his the kind of um reflections you see in yourself professionally or I mean were you always a football fan growing up?
1: Yes, I I was always a big football fan. I mean I wasn't the... Uh... I was playing football for fun so I didn't play professionally but I enjoyed playing for um, with my with my friends. I enjoyed watching football games in the stadium great atmosphere and then over time I' still following football game football results um how they what, which teams are playing so um still st- still connects quite well with me and also the the coaches who's, who's playing was more um I think they they got much more attention now these days of course. But
0: is it is it though I mean, from your kind of tactical background with w- with your profession, do you watch the football because of the players um or because of the the managers and how they their their tactics kind of work out
1: on the pitch i think i'm I'm quite interested in the tactics because I'm always looking at so how do they play do they have uh, one forward, two forwards, or what about the midfield players how do they arrange? I think it's quite quite interesting to see how that changes over time and and or between, depending on the opponent, how they how they mm-hmm. switch that.
0: Would you like to be a a football coach?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> not
0: definitely
1: not. <laughs> Is that just too much pressure, it's my personal interest to understand that? But I I am not not having the expertise or the skill set to to be successful in that. I think probably on the data side, probably being being the one.
0: Analyzing um, the data and analyzing right. the
1: data or setting up the way how we should analyze what you should analyze and then drawing conclusion from that. That would be interesting. And um, I think this is the, the team behind the head coach. I think there's a, probably a big team, which also includes the people that that then work on the data side, analyze the data and coming up with a um, conclusion from that. I think that's that would be an interesting. Task. So
0: very like your current job, then <laughs> leading the team, analyzing the data. Somehow, yes. Thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us, Christian. That was very interesting. Thank you, Hannah. And thank you very much too for joining us for this episode of The Six Podcast. And until next time, stay inspired. And you can hear more about inspiring leaders by downloading The Six Podcast series. Available wherever you get your podcasts.